The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. questions you always had, the answers you were never given, the place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Greetings to everyone around the world and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas at VeritasRadio.com. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, or your true journey brought you here, welcome home. And to listen to tonight's full interview, just go to VeritasRadio.com and subscribe. You will receive your login immediately, and will have access to hundreds of hours of truth. Believe nothing and question everything. And one last reminder, this coming Sunday, it's the last day where Veritas members can also subscribe to Sanitas at a discounted rate. Subscribe, pay for three months, and receive a fourth month free. But only until this Sunday. So take advantage of this opportunity so you can unlock your full potential. Go to SunnyTazRadio.com and subscribe. And if you need to get in touch with me or would like to submit a guest suggestion, have a comment or feedback, just go to VeritasRadio.com and click on the contact button. According to tonight's special guest, the Globe Earth Lie, or what he has titled the Flat Earth Conspiracy, is in his humble opinion the greatest deception in human history a most important taboo issue which desperately needs to be exposed. Tonight's program, without a doubt, would probably be one of the most controversial interviews I have ever done. As you know from day one of the inception of this very program, my slogan has always been, be skeptical, but don't close your mind, along with believe nothing, question everything. But most importantly, we treat our guests with respect. Also, when most people tell me not to look somewhere... I'm innately compelled to do so. As you know, I like quotes, which I read at the end of each program, but tonight I must read two at the beginning to set the stage. The first quote reads, To explore beyond the known is at the core of our DNA. And the second, by Aristotle, It is the mark of an educated mind to be able to entertain a thought without accepting it. And please, I want to ask a favor of all of you. You can disagree about what you're about to hear, but I ask you to fully listen to what will be discussed tonight, and then do your own research. For months, people were approaching me to discuss tonight's topic, and I will admit that even though I'm very open-minded, I ignored people, I deleted emails, and I simply didn't want to hear it. I was too programmed to entertain a new reality. But it wasn't until a friend of this program asked me to please look into it, that I found tonight's guest. And guess what? The more I try to disprove the flat earth, 
the more I find anomalies with this fear. I didn't expect that. Today's special guest is Eric Dubay. He says, quote, The greatest lie and most successful cover-up in history, NASA and Freemasonry's biggest secret, is that we live on a plane, not a planet, that Earth is the flat, stationary center of the universe, unquote. Eric is an American living in Thailand, where he teaches yoga and Wing Chun part-time while exposing the New World Order full-time. He is the author of four books and is the president of the International Flat Earth Research Society. His website, AtlanteanConspiracy.com, which is also linked at ours. And directly from Bangkok, Thailand, I would like to welcome Eric Dubay. Hello, Eric, and welcome to Veritas. How are you? Great. Hey, Mel. Thanks for having me on. That was a great interview. It's my pleasure. For months, you and I have been uh, in touch. Finally, we get uh, a chance to speak with you because something is happening. A lot of people are looking into the flat earth conspiracy. First of all, how did you, because to me, I didn't want to hear it first. I want to know how did it begin for you? How did you all of a sudden awaken to this reality? Nobody wants to hear it at first, do they? It sounds like the most ridiculous thing. And we've kind of been programmed to think that the idea of a flat earther has been ridiculed for so long that uh, it's programmed into us that that's a ridiculous notion that we should pass right by. But uh, I personally first started looking into it in my 20s, having never fully bought the globe model. When it was presented to us in school, I remember thinking, wouldn't we fall off the bottom of that spinning ball? Wouldn't the water go over the edges? And of course, the teacher presents you with gravity, the ball earth explanation for everything they can't uh, get around. And gravity is this force that pulls everything towards the center of large masses, they say. So as a result, uh, we're stuck to the ball, the buildings are stuck to the ball, the oceans are stuck to the ball. And that's the explanation you get in school. So I went along to get along, but always had a nagging doubt in the back of my mind. And I started coming across information on geocentrism, which is that the earth is the center of the universe and everything revolves around the earth. We've been taught the heliocentric model in school where the sun is the center and everything revolves around the sun. That was actually updated to what I call the eccentric model, actually, because they say now that even the sun isn't the center, because the sun is only the center of a solar system, and the solar system itself is revolving around the galaxy, and the galaxy is revolving around the universe. So there's many supposed motions that they claim the uh, the Earth and the solar system and the galaxy are going under. So once I started researching geocentrism, I started finding proofs for the fact that Earth is stationary and so couldn't possibly be the heliocentric model. And then as you get more and more into that, you find that not only is the Earth stationary, but the supposed curvature that they claim exists, uh, 25,000 miles in circumference they claim the ball Earth is, so there should be a noted curvature of eight inches per mile squared, uh, going by the Pythagorean theorem and spherical trigonometry. That's the curvature that should be present on a globe 25,000 miles in circumference, as we've been told, but you just can't measure it anywhere. So there's been experiments uh, taken for hundreds of years trying to find this curvature, and it's just nowhere to be found. 
uh, the earth's flat as far as the eye can see. So I started reading some of these old flat earth books from the 19th century um, by authors like Samuel Robotham, uh, William Carpenter, Lady Blunt, Gerard Hickson, Thomas Winship, and some others. These are old flat earthers back in the 1800s. And I was quite surprised to see that they had plenty of proofs and evidence for their model, the flat earth model. And uh, over time, uh, come to become a flat earther myself. Uh, so now, yeah, as you said, I'm the president of the International Flat Earth Research Society, and I've written a couple books on it. Um, so that's my awakening. It's taken quite a while. Um, it's been over a lifetime, but like I said, I never fully bought the model, so I wasn't like one of these kind of NASA science guys that's really into uh, what they say or whatever. Right from the get-go, I already had my questions, so that nagging doubt in my mind was always, always there. I'm still searching. I'm still looking, and, and like I said at the beginning, the more I try to disprove it, the more I come back to it and cannot explain this fear. So this is really bothersome. So since May, which is when you and I made contact for the first time, I've been writing a lot of notes. So it's going to seem as if I'm jumping around, but I have two months worth of notes because I've exposed myself to a lot of information. And I hope that at the end of the interview, a lot of people can at least wake up to the reality that what we've been taught in school. What is the first thing you see when you go to preschool or even kindergarten or first grade? The first thing you see, it's that big blue ball that they have there. In fact, I've been collecting them for years. And now when I see them in my office and in my studio, I question that. But Eric, what are they hiding from us and why? Why can't independent explorers travel to the North and South Poles and military vessels patrol the areas and uphold restrictions by force. Why is that? Well, there's Arctic and Antarctic treaties, and so independent explorers aren't allowed to go to the North Pole or the Antarctic. Um, I would say the reason is because of the flat Earth, and they don't want uh, this to get out. So in the flat Earth model, the North Pole is the only pole. Uh, and that's in the middle Antarctica, instead of being a tiny continent on the bottom of the ball, is actually uh, up surrounding us 360 degrees. And so regardless of whether you're on a ball or a flat plane, it's the case that if you travel south in a straight line from any direction, you'll end up in Antarctica at an ice wall. Um, so on the flat model, that's all around you. Now, People have tried to go there independently, and they've been stopped by military vessels, put in jail, fined. Um, Jarl Andahoy is an example of this. So they just don't want you to go there. The only way you can go there is on their special pre-approved scientific missions. Um, so wh why don't they want us to go there is because if you're able to go to the North Pole or Antarctica, then you're able to take a compass and find out if you're actually there. Part of the deception is that they've told us there's a geomagnetic pole, there's a dipole, and there's the geographic pole. The geographic pole they put at 90 degrees on GPS, and so people in uh, documentaries going to the North or South Pole, they'll be on a plateau of ice walking, the mustache full of ice, 
we'll whip out a GPS and it'll show 90 degrees. And they say, we're here, hooray, we're at the North Pole, we're at the South Pole. Nobody ever pulls out a compass, because of course we know the North Pole is magnetic and all compasses go towards it. But you won't see any clip of someone at the North or South Pole pulling out a compass to prove that they're at the North or South Pole. You should be able to walk in a circle and North would be in all directions. And that way you can show that, yes, you truly have found the magnetic North Pole. But their excuse is that the, the poles are constantly moving, so they're not actually at 90 degrees. So none of these documentaries ever actually show where the North Pole is. And their excuse for this is that in the center of the ball Earth, there's molten metal constantly shifting around, so that causes the dipole of the ball Earth to constantly move as well. This is just an excuse so that we can actually uh, prove that their model is incorrect. There is no magnet in nature that has a molten core and that causes the dipole to move around conveniently the way they talk about. But a magnet that does exist in nature is a ring magnet, like in loudspeakers. And this is the magnetism of the flat earth we're on, where there's one pole at the center and the opposite pole is the circum circumferential barrier all the way around. So the South Pole is everything around the circumference. That's how a ring magnet works, and that's how the ring-shaped Earth with Antarctica as the circumferential barrier works, and the North Pole in the middle. And so they don't want us to know that, and that's why we've got the Arctic and Antarctic treaties, and it's military-enforced so that nobody can go out there and prove this conspiracy. However, there are many other ways to prove it. I've, I've just written a book called 200 Proofs Earth is Not a Spinning Ball. So besides just traveling to the Arctic or Antarctic, there's plenty of proofs that we can do right in our backyard to prove that we're not on a spinning ball. At the end of the interview, I'm going to discuss something that I tried for myself. I just came from Mexico, and for years... I was looking at the horizon in the afternoon when the sun was, quote-unquote, setting or moving away, and I saw mountains that you can't see during the day. And you would ask the locals, you know, what is that? And they would say, well, that's San Felipe, Baja, California. And then I found out that that's 80 miles away. How in the world is it possible for me to see that? I have pictures that I've included on the, on this, uh, on the website so people can see it, but we can discuss that later. But if anybody wants to stay with the old paradigm of the sphere, at least they should question why we're not allowed again to enter that area of the world, the North or South Pole. Why is there a multinational agreement still in place since the 1950s? And why are the military forces of the world preventing anyone from entering? The agreement was signed first by 10 countries, including the USA, and now there are 50 on board. What is that agreement really telling us, Eric? Yeah, I'd say that agreement is telling us that they don't want us to go there because it's something they don't want us to find out. Um, and like you said, the, the blue ball model that everybody sees, the reason everybody thinks that they're on a spinning ball in the first place is because we've been shown videos and photos of a blue marble, they call it, spinning around in space. Our actual everyday perspective is of a flat, motionless plane. You never see any curvature, you never feel any motion, but we've been shown on every news program, every movie company, uh, you know, every channel on television basically has a logo of a spinning ball, so it's in our face all the time, and it's in every movie, so we just assume that that's, that's what is. 
But if we'd never been shown such movies, if we'd never seen a television, if we just used our eyes and our experience and our senses and done experiments for ourselves, we wouldn't ever find that we were on a spinning ball. So they, they want the propaganda to stay in deep. They don't want us to go independently exploring on our own because then we'd be able to find things out. Like you said, seeing the mountain 80 miles off, that should be the, the mountains should be behind almost a mile of curvature at that distance. And they should also, if you can see them at all, uh, the peaks should be leaning backwards away from you. This doesn't happen. Clouds, hot air balloons, things going away from you. They should lean away if we're on a ball. And they should also curve over with the ball. Clouds, you should see the bottom of the clouds more and more as they get closer to the horizon if they were curving over a ball. But they don't, because everything just disappears based on perspective. So like when you're looking down a long hallway, you can imagine the roof slowly goes down towards the center point. The floor slowly comes up towards the center point. The right and left walls slowly come towards the center point as well. So our vision, the perspective of our vision, the way it works is like a pyramid shape where the base of the pyramid is at your head and the apex of the pyramid is at the focal point in front of you at the horizon. So this is what we're seeing when we see a horizon, when we see the clouds tending towards the horizon, or we see the ground tending up towards the horizon. This is just the way that our eyes work. And when you zoom in on the horizon, you can see things from beyond it. The ball model, they tell you that the horizon is where the curvature of the Earth begins. But if this is the case, then when you zoom in on the horizon, you should be seeing off into outer space because the Earth starts to curve down more and more as you go. In reality, the better zoom lens you get, the more of our flat Earth you can zoom in. I just got a Nikon Coolpix P900. It's one of the best zoom cameras they've got. This thing is a flat Earth proof in itself. You just zoom in on the horizon no matter where you are, and you can take in more and more and more of the horizon. For instance, one old ball Earth proof they had was that the uh, uh, ships disappearing ov over the horizon, the hulls disappear before the mast because that's the ship going over the curve of the earth they say but now with technology telescopes and zoom cameras we can have a ship completely disappear over the horizon not just the hull and use the zoom function to bring the entire thing hull and all right back into view proving that it hasn't descended over a mass of curved water as they tell us but in fact it's just gone beyond our perspective and with the aid of technology, we can bring things right back into focus. And people will say, well, if that's the case, then I should be able to see clear across the ocean. I should be able to see all the way across the flat earth, if that's the case. But uh, you, we can, like I said, we can see much farther than you could see on a ball 25,000 miles in circumference. But that does not thereby mean that we can see an unlimited distance. Uh, especially at the lowest, densest level of the atmosphere. Atmosphere, in other word, I call it the atmosphere. But you can't see far because of the uh, the air is not uh, transparent. Yeah, exactly. This, especially at the lowest, densest layer. Um, you can imagine the hazy, uh, on a humid day, the, the haze over a road. That's the same kind of thing that's going to happen on all telescopes. They blur out like that before you could zoom in on Antarctica or something. So um, that, that's not a disproof of the flat Earth that you can't see, you know, thousands and thousands of miles. But you can, however, see hundreds of miles sometimes 
uh, like you said. And uh... Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it because you don't want to believe. You want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.